0: Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio Broadcasting from the Morton Studio. Today, I'm Darren
1: Hefty. And I'm Brian Hefty. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to do a little preview of the Ag PhD Field Day. And I know we've been doing that all week, but there's just that much to see. We're super excited about it for tomorrow. Our weather looks fantastic. It's going to be around 75 degrees and sunny. Can't beat that. If you've never been to the Ag PhD Field Day before, I'd just tell you we've got... It's a lot different than a regular farm show. First of all, we start at 7 a.m. So it's earlier than anybody else does, but we're farmers. We want to start early. It's nice in the mornings. It's gonna be 55, 60 degrees right away in the morning. so just beautiful. We got guest speakers lined up right away in the morning at seven o'clock even. and then we'll take you through our AG PhD research plots in the morning. We've got a whole bunch of different things for you to see there. We also have a lot of great equipment that will be out in the field day site. And at the field day site, we'll be doing live demos. We're even going to chop silage for the first time ever at an Ag PhD field day. We planted some 75-day corn back in the middle of April, and it is ready for cutting silage. (laughs) So we're going to do a lot of field activities tomorrow, besides... We've got all these great guest speakers lined up for you. Lots of fantastic farmers from around the country coming in to talk to you about how they're raising higher yields, making more money in the farm, doing a great job with their land, all that kind of stuff. We have a lot of other entertainment as well. Got an air show, got a polka band, kids area, free food and drinks throughout the day. So it's the Ag PhD field day. We hope you can join us. Just go to agphd.com to learn more.
0: Well, the field day does look great and one of our little secrets to the Ag PhD field day and how our crops look so good is we're utilizing some agro liquid fertilizer. Got our friend Stephanie Zelenko with us right now with Agro Liquid. Stephanie, great to have you here again.
2: Happy to be here.
0: You know, uh, just walking through the plots uh, here this morning and, and early afternoon and looking at some of the things that you got going on in the agroliquid liquid area, one thing that I noticed uh, due to some weather issues that we had and we, we had attempted to get some alfalfa growing for you and we, we got uh, – I don't even know how to say it, but our weather just was not going to cooperate. So we didn't get the alfalfa established. So we thought, okay, let's audible. Let's do something different. And sometimes the audibles make the best plots. We audibled, planted corn late, and now growers will get a chance to see, all right, hey, here's what we did. We put agro-liquid right in the furrows we're planting. Here we put a full package out, NPK, micros, the whole works, and it looks fantastic. I think it's going to be fun to do a little digging up there too.
2: It does. It looks really good. We're excited to have some of that smaller corn because we're used to seeing tasseling corn this time of year. So it's going to be nice to see some of those early season responses.
0: All right. You focused a lot last year on return on investment. I would assume that kind of discussion is going to continue.
2: Absolutely. You know, that's probably the most critical piece to being successful in your farming is making sure you're getting return on those dollars you're spending for that fertilizer investment. So we have a lot of data out there, and that's just going to help your. Growers make good decisions and help them decide what nutrients they need to apply and when.
0: You know, one of the fun things, too, with AgriLiquid is you aren't just working with corn and soybeans and wheat and cotton. You're working with literally every single crop out there, vegetables, the whole works, and you do a lot of research work on that. Uh, Talk to us about this research, because I'm guessing maybe you get a little bit of a break from some of that research work to come uh, to the field day?
2: I do, Um, and now I work with research across the country. So it isn't the corn and soybeans I get to see in Michigan, but I get to do the almonds in California and the cotton in the south. So I get to see a lot of different things. And that allows us to build that database of research, to build confidence for our sales team to recommend products, and also helps our agronomy team be more knowledgeable to provide good information for our customers.
0: We've been working with AgriLiquid for a long time. And so as a result of that, Stephanie, you've had a chance to be at a lot of these Ag PhD field days. What's different here? What's different at this field day versus some of the other farm shows that you do?
2: The biggest difference I see between other pharmaceuticals is these growers have a lot of questions and they want answers and want to be involved. So they're not just looking for the newest product on the market. They want to know why the products work and what they can do to improve their operation.
0: Yeah, you know, we get a lot of questions about uh, all the different systems putting on fertilizer and so forth, and and Agro has always been pretty flexible about. Well, you can go in the in the furrow if you want. We got safe products. You can go in a two by two. You can go over the top. Uh, what are you seeing now? You got some late season stuff going on. Uh, do you see a lot of guys in different crops now that we're into the reproductive stages, putting on some micros, putting on a little more shot to fertilizer? And if so, what are some of the cautions you'd have?
2: We are. We're seeing more and more people now that they're pushing for those higher yields, wanting to come in with those late applications. And whether we're talking corn or soybeans or other crops, that reproductive stage still gives opportunity to put more bushels out there so it's either improving seed size on soybeans or making sure we have tip fill on corn there's a lot of opportunity late in the game we have a lot of guys that are putting micronutrients that's probably the main thing that we're seeing going out those later season applications and just making sure that we have all those nutrients addressed for that season
0: yeah, it is a big deal, especially like you say, when you're shooting for high yields, pushing the limits of what that field can do, what that hybrid or variety can do. It's, it's a big deal. Okay, uh, one last thing for you then. When you come to the Ag PhD field, they get to talk to people literally from all over. And everybody wants to know, okay, what's the crop look like in your area? And kind of compare some notes. So you guys farm up in Michigan too. What What's it look like on your farm? What, are, what should we be expecting for a crop out of Michigan?
2: It depends upon where you're at in Michigan. My specific area, we saw our first rainfall in about six weeks over the weekend. So things are not looking the greatest. Um, I'm hoping that by the time I get back, we were just starting to pollinate corn. So that two inch rain came at a good time. So I'm hoping by the time I get back, we'll see a little bit less stress on those crops and maybe things turn around for the better for the rest of that season.
0: Yep. Did you come, did you drive across or did you fly in? I flew
2: in, but I drove down to Iowa yesterday. So things look good going that direction.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun just comparing notes with everybody, seeing what the crops look like, and then of course getting all those questions. Hey, uh, my crop could use a little bit of more of this or that. Can I still deal with it? And one of the places you want to stop at the Ag PhD Field Day is the Agroliquid area. Stephanie, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you at our field day, and and thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of fun, Brian, when we get to actually have guests in the studio instead of calling on the phone. Sometimes it it's, it's a little unusual. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> Usually,
1: kinda it's nice. just Darren and me here in the radio studio,
0: which isn't that bad. It's not too bad, but we'll be with uh, <laughs> thousands of our friends tomorrow. Maybe it'll be you too. Hopefully, you can make it to the Ag PhD Field Day. Uh, it's right here on our farm. Just we're just about ten miles north of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The field day is all free. You're welcome to come, even if you haven't pre-registered. You can go on to agphd.com to find all the details. We'll be right back.
3: Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from environmental tillage systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com.
4: Get maximum spray drift control with Pentair Hypro Ultra Low Drift Max Nozzles, the ideal nozzle for dicamba and 240 applications, providing up to 95% drift reduction. Ensure you get the best coverage on hard-to-hit targets. Learn more at Pentair.com Hypro.
3: When it comes to mites in your field, you can't afford a solution that might work. That's why there's ZealPro Miticide from Valent USA. With next-level knockdown and long residual control, you can be sure to handle spider mites at all stages of life with complete certainty. With efficient translaminar activity, apply by ground or air, and confidently attack mites where they are. Make ZealPro the definitive answer to your mite problem. Visit valent.com slash zealpro to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions.
5: Corn rootworms are called the billion-dollar bug for a reason. If you don't control the adult populations now, their offspring will cost you later. Labeled for field corn and seed corn, Steward EC Insecticide from FMC offers a unique mode of action that delivers fast and long-lasting residual control of corn rootworm beetles and other tough insects. That proven chemistry makes it an excellent fit in integrated pest management and insect resistance management programs. And with less effect on beneficials than many traditional chemistries, Stewart EC Insecticide reduces your risk of creating other pest issues like flaring spider mites. Choose Stewart EC Insecticide from FMC. Visit your FMC retailer or ag.fmc.com to learn more. Always read and follow label directions and precautions for use.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. I'm broadcasting from the Morton studio today and you know we're inside the studio right now but man it is beautiful outside and we're expecting just tremendous weather for the Ag PhD field day coming up tomorrow. There. Talking high in the 70s, sunshine, nice little breeze. It's gonna be almost perfect out there. And you know, some of the things that you're gonna see is what we're highlighting on the show today. We got Dave Brennan with us with Case IH right now. And I know Dave, we got a breakup session or a breakout session talking about tillage and planting and the relationship between those two.
1: I think that was a Freudian, a Freudian slip there. When uh, break up, we're going to break it, things up with a little <laughs> bit of tillage out of the Ag PhD field days more. Well,
0: tillage and planting and how it goes together. And this is something that we, we do talk about these things, but it seems like they're oftentimes put into two different things. It's, well, tillage is over here, planting's over there. But if you don't do that tillage just right, it's going to be hard to plant just right.
6: Yeah, so from my perspective, I guess I look at it from a planter marketing perspective. I want every pass across the field to complement the planter. And and tillage is, is one of those passes where we need to be thinking about how that's going to impact the planter. And not everybody probably knows that we do plot work within KSIH as well and in a lot of studies. And, and one of the things that we've found that if we can improve the ride quality on that road unit of that planter by 2%, we can see a a six bushel yield increase. So how do we improve that ride? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. How do we make that planter pass? You know, if we grade that planter pass, how do I make that grade an A plus?
0: That's awesome. I I love that focus. And I know over the years, some of the the world record Yielders, like I think back to Francis Childs, he talked about that a lot. That hey, I'm doing my tillage the same direction as the planter because all these guys cutting across, you get all this unevenness and this bouncing up and down. And I know a lot of folks think about residue. He wasn't even so worried about the residue; just just everything. How firm is that soil? Is it going to be the same all the way across? It's how you do your tillage is just so important. And here's the challenge, though, Dave. Oftentimes, it's not your number one guy on the farm that's doing the tillage. So uh, maybe maybe you're the main operator of the farm. Well, you want to run the combine and you want to run the planter and you might have your son or daughter or maybe it's grandpa or grandma out running the tillage. It, it could be almost anyone in a lot of cases. I, I know you've got a lot of things going to help control that tillage and and even do prescription tillage.
6: Yeah, so absolutely. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow and we've got um, some good Good demonstration pieces on our lot out there. We've got a soil pit dug. We can talk about compaction, water management, soil finish, surface finish, subsurface finish, all of those different topics, and we'll do that tomorrow. Um, you know, you talked about Francis Child. How did he look at how that planter ride was? Well, he set a can of half half can of pop on the, on the row unit, and if it fell off, hey, that ride's not good enough. And we're we're well beyond that. So you we're got gonna a little talk better tech- sensors today y- than y- that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're <laughs> gonna talk that technology, and, and you mentioned. Technology when it comes to tillage, so we're going to talk about our Soil Command product, uh, how our shank position monitoring can really grade that tillage pass force as well to make sure that we're not creating a, an uneven subsurface finish that that planter has to deal with.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal, and and I know we're we're talking about the education here, and Dave, you're right. Case IH has a great team of agronomists that are looking at the impacts of all these things in the field, so it's not just. Now we're gonna have some pretty looking red metal, which let's face it, that's really nice too. But For <laughs> but sure. uh, but we are gonna talk about how that works in the field. Now mentioning that uh, that pretty new red paint out there, I, I've noticed a few uh, new pieces of equipment. What have you got, Dave? You got are there some surprises you're holding out till tomorrow, or anything you can talk about today?
6: Uh, I don't think there's any any major surprises, but there's definitely some newer products out there that haven't uh, really hit the field yet, and and will be here. Uh, for next spring. One of those, my favorite, obviously, the 2150S, the newest member of that 2000 series of early riser planners. Um, So stop by and talk to me uh, about that. Uh, We'll be out there showing that off. Of course, our new 50-series sprayer that is just going to go down the assembly line just down the road here in Benson, Minnesota, starting uh, in the next week or two. So that 50-series Patriot sprayer is 80% new content. So a lot of changes there, a lot of technology brought into that sprayer, and I encourage everybody to come out and take a look at it.
0: Yeah, new things. That's definitely one of the biggest draws to the Ag PhD field day. Case IH has not disappointed this year. You definitely want to check out their uh, breakout session coming up tomorrow afternoon on the relationship between planting and tillage and do take some time to look around at the new products and talk to their staff about how to make them work the best on your farm. Hey Dave, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on. You bet. Thank you. All right, we also have Tom Wood actually in studio. Tom, we talk on the phone quite often, but it's kinda of nice to nice to have you here face to face today.
7: Oh, it's great to be here. This is his first time in the studio. It's kind of exciting and new for me. <laughs> Appreciate it. Everybody
0: loves being on the radio. That's that's always a fun thing here. It makes everybody a little bit nervous, especially when they gotta sit across from Brian. That's that's another challenge here in the studio.
1: Hey, Tom, do me a favor, pull that mic just a little bit closer to you. I, I, when we've been talking with you in the past, we've been excited about your new Tough R or Tougher product that you've got coming out. So you've had Tough for a little while now, but just explain to us what the difference is between Tough and
7: Tougher. So Tough is straight pure date formulation. Um, we have on, the, on our first label corn, chickpeas, and mint. And when you look at our plots out there, Tomorrow, chickpeas and mint are treated with TOF, so that's um, a 5-EC formulation of just puridate, and we've been positioning TOF in a tank mix with corn, now 8 ounces with an HPPD herbicide, Um, also adding atrazine synergistic effects um, when added together and with atrazine UCI, an awesome speed to kill. So we've been talking a lot about that, and I know I've talked about that a lot on this show also. Um, so Tuffer, tougher takes those, uh, now is a, a dual mode of action product. It does bring the um, synergistic effects of pyridate and mesotrion in, in one formulation. Uh, it brings the, the same uh, performance in, in the field, improved control. Of uh, particularly the resistant weeds of pigweed, um, um, water hemp, kochia, and it's doing a nice job. This is our second year uh, relaunching that product. Tuffers will be coming, but it's performing very well in the field. Everyone that uses it seems to be happy with it, um, and we're very pleased to bring Tuffer um, in the future. So we've got tougher out in our plots, and we've been working
1: with that. And I do like that product, by the way. So when can a farmer expect to have that? Are they going to be able to have it for next spring?
7: Uh, it doesn't look like twenty twenty three. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, when you're playing sports <laughs> and you have to deal with the guys in the striped shirts. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we know where you're going with all this, Don. So um, we have we have some. Um, Things that we have to sort out with the EPA, nothing on biology or any on toxicology and anything on that. It's uh, more of an administrative thing that we have to sort out. We hope to sort that out soon. Um, yeah, makes, we meet with them all the time. Yeah, so yeah, you can
0: you can mix your own right, right. now. Oh, you can. Right. You can mix your own, and That's, a lot of growers have done that this year, like you mentioned. uh is adding Miso to. Uh, tough, which I think is great because now you know for sure we're going to protect that mode of action that's working really well for us by adding another one with it. And and even some of the guys are saying, yeah, and we, we like to throw a little bit of atrazine in there too. It really heats things up. Uh, talk to us about these other crops, mint and chickpeas. They don't get a lot of attention. Having a good alternative product like tough to, to control some of those weeds, uh, that that's a big deal.
7: Yeah, we're thrilled that, that you guys did a, a nice job putting that stuff out and if you hang out by the mint, it does smell pretty good over there. We got well, there's pe- three,
0: three different kinds of mint, too. <laughs>
7: yeah, I, I, I really didn't know they were going to plant the mojito mint, but there it is. So peppermint, spearmint, mojito mint. Um, most of it goes out in the Pacific Northwest. So we have uh, we sell a lot of tuff on chickpeas and mint in, in that area. Um, it's labeled for up to 24 ounces an acre. I think that's what's on the, the plots out um, here tomorrow. Um, but depending on the, the weather and the environment around, um, we've seen growers put it out at 16 ounces to 24 ounces. It does quite well. Um, and you'll see if you uh, come out to the plots tomorrow, you'll see it does a very nice job, cleans up very well. It's the same thing we've seen at the university plots when we tested it. Um, and it's the same thing we're seeing in the in the fields out in the Pacific Northwest in Washington, Oregon, um, even a little bit of Idaho, That's Montana. a great
0: alternative. Using Puridate is something that, that a lot of growers had not been using. So bringing that onto the market with the product Tough and the soon-to-be-released Tougher uh, is pretty exciting. We're talking with Tom Wood with Belsham here. Tom, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing your plots tomorrow.
7: All right, same. Thank you, gentlemen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank
0: Stop you.
8: wasting time and money with obsolete adjuvants and foliar fertilizers. High-yielding crops require high-performing multifunctional products like the Full-Tech Adjuvant Cube and Impulse from
3: Spray Tech. Contact your local retailer or visit SprayTech.com for more information. Get an extra semi load out of your grain bin. The Enzone from Farmshop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi load. Visit farmshopmfg.com for more. When it comes to mites in your field, you can't afford a solution that might work. That's why there's ZealPro miticide from Valant USA. With next-level knockdown and long residual control, you can be sure to handle spider mites at all stages of life with complete certainty. With efficient translaminar activity, apply by ground or air and confidently attack mites where they are. Make ZealPro the definitive answer to your mite problem. Visit valent.com slash zealpro to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions.
0: Be sure to attend the 2022 Ag PhD Field Day! I'm Darren Hefty, the Ag PhD Field Day isn't until the last Thursday in July, but we invite you to mark your calendars today for our biggest event ever. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we invite you to attend the Ag PhD Field Day. The reason we invite farmers from across the country and around the world to our farm each summer is to say thank you. Ag PhD TV has had a brand new episode each week for 24 years, and we've been doing a radio show almost as long as well. At this year's Ag PhD Field Day, we'll have way more equipment and equipment demonstrations than we've ever had before. We've got a lot of new technologies we'll put into our research plots on site, and we'll have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and free food and drinks all throughout the day. Please go to agphd.com to learn more, and don't forget to join us on Thursday, July 28th for the free Ag PhD Field Day. In a world of Veltima fungicide.
1: Hey, let's do it less dramatic. Just say Veltima fungicide.
3: Okay, Veltima fungicide.
1: No, that's literally the same.
0: Veltima fungicide.
1: Still doing it.
0: Veltima fungicide does it.
1: Seriously, we just need you to say, Veltima fungicide, swift, simple, and secure.
0: Didn't I? Veltima fungicide from BASF in cornfields this summer.
1: Always read and follow label directions.
3: You can count on AgroLiquid for precision crop nutrition. When you don't get all your potash down in the fall, When weather or market prices change your management strategy, or when you want to balance your fertilizer program with micronutrients, AgroLiquid is ready with the products and application flexibility you want for in-season crop nutrition and the research-proven results you need. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com.
0: Listening to Ag PhD Radio Broadcasting from the Martin studio today. But you know what? You might recognize this familiar voice. We've got Scott Hennen with us with WDAY right here in studio. Scott,
9: how you doing? Doing fantastic. Bridget Riedel sends her uh her regrets. She's actually coming back from the National Catalans in Reno, so uh on a plane right now, but thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, there's never a day of rest for anyone in the media, is there? You no. always got something going on.
9: Exactly right, yeah.
0: All right, so talk to us about uh, Acres TV, WDAY, getting on Acres TV. Now, that's a big deal, and, and uh, just
9: broadening your reach. Yeah, no, we're excited to do that. Bring, obviously, that uh, work that we've crafted with Bridget Riedel, who's an agriculturalist, really. Um, most media go out and hire a, someone that's a, you know in the ag news space, and, uh, and turn them into a farm broadcaster, you know. Uh, and what we've done is uh, done it a little bit in reverse, in that we've hired an agronomist, an agriculturalist, and uh, she's now our ag director and leading that. We're also focusing a lot on the weather. Uh, we've got two meteorologists full time uh, in our weather shop. They, together, Bridget and uh, and the two weather people, are on the air every day between one and two for something we call the WAG, the Weather and Ag Hour. And uh, they're really focusing a bit. There's a. New model out there, not sure if you guys have heard about it, called the LISAC Recurring Cycle. It's named after a meteorologist down in Kansas City who's mapped the weather by the calendar. And this has really sort of taken off by storm. It's been super accurate. And so these two meteorologists plus Bridget are really focusing on you know, agri-weather and helping producers kind of know what's ahead of the curve. So it's, it's exciting time, and it's a fairly new program. And then to have the platform now of Acres TV, we're super excited. Yeah, that is pretty cool, and and you think
0: about the the weather and what a big deal it is. I know, uh, Brian and I were were talking to um, um, l Taylor about this, and he said, "Man, some of my best students." Uh, we're farm kids because they're wor- worried about the weather, really from day one right. coming up, and and you certainly get a lot of calls and questions about that. What are you hearing from your listeners?
9: What what are people really interested in this time of year? Well, again, it's just timely timely weather, you know, keeping tabs on everything and. Uh there's some parts of our listenership. We have five states and two Canadian provinces that touch some part of the signal, but the majority of our audience would be in North Dakota, Western Minnesota, and, and the northern half of South Dakota. And of course, a good good chunk of that uh, turf was uh, hit pretty hard by, you know, uh, drought last year. So uh, although it was feast and famine, I'm sure you guys heard that too. Some folks just fine and and plenty and others not. So that's sort of the, the, the big worry right now, I think. Most of the growers that we talked to are in pretty good shape financially, just with all the different programs that are out there. So it's just a matter of having another year. Another thing that's been on the mind of a lot of farmers is Ukraine. And just what what that's doing to markets and, and, and just the human side of it, you know, imagine wheat fields on fire, you know. So uh, we've actually got somebody over on the on the ground there that checks in regularly with us and he's specifically focused on agriculture and reporting what the farmers are saying back there. So it's, it's a challenging time.
1: So you have a Ukrainian citizen who's reporting to you? Is he's that
9: actually a U.S. citizen <laughs> uh, that has Ukrainian uh, family members and just went over there just because he felt motivated to go over and report what was happening. So just Picked up himself by the bootstraps and got on over there and got on a train from Poland and off he goes (laughs) and now he travels Ukraine, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, so just give us an example. Any any of those reports were they tremendously stunning? I mean, any of the things that he said.
9: Oh, it's awful! It's just awful when you really get in get in their shoes and realize, you know, literally. I mean, uh, having to have uh, you know weapons in the cab of a tractor. You know, I mean, think about that. I mean, it's just yep. so beyond our comprehension of what, yeah. they're, what they're battling. And again, wheat field's on fire. And, you know, so it's a crazy time. And I think, of course, that just adds to uh, all the other things that are on the weight of, uh, of, of producers, you know.
1: Yeah, Darren and I were in Israel. This is probably 15 years ago. And there were tanks, army tanks, in somebody's field. And, yeah, it's and I mean, we hear planes and bombs and I mean, it's just it's a little unsettling when you come from the Midwestern United States. It sure is. Yeah.
9: (laughs) And it's, again, just something that uh, you can add to the add to the list of topics that people are super interested in right now, which we love talking about.
0: Well, Scott, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you here at the Ag PhD Field Day. It's been great getting a chance to work with you. Uh, Brand. and I were on your show here yeah. earlier today, and, and that was kind of fun for us too. So I uh, look forward to talking to you more again down the road.
9: Yeah, and we're very excited about the partnership with Acres TV. Proud to be the uh, Ag News and weather partner for Ac- for Acres TV, and it's an exciting platform. So thanks for all you guys doing. Thanks for a great field day. This is phenomenal. We haven't even started yet, and and I'm, uh, I feel like a kid on Christmas morning. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and here's the thing, Scott. You get to see all the stuff going on
0: above ground, but there's so many cool things happening below ground. We've got Jeff Kaiser with us with New Farm, and you think about True Nemco, Jeff, and what a difference that can make below ground. Talk to us about uh, the exciting new things coming from New Farm. I know Trunemco is certainly one of them.
8: Yeah, so if we kind of review where we're at, uh, we've at, we've been out in the market now for the third season with Trunemco. Uh, I think you guys touched earlier on kind of global presence, and we've actually shipped our first Trunemco to South America, and we look for registration in Canada this fall. So it's a, it's a global product that's uh, patented by uh by new farm and uh what we've seen so far this year and the the travels that I've had uh, down in Kentucky the boot hill Missouri some of that early vigor that we've seen out of the soybeans they've got a fair amount of nematode pressure in that particular area and the early response looks really good um pulling out of Iowa. We've got a fair amount of trial work in Iowa where we've monitored uh, the soybean cyst nematode levels and uh, had some indicators last fall on where to be positioning this. And uh, so far, the the early counts this spring, we're reducing those counts of uh, soybean cyst nematodes in Iowa. So performance looks good there. You know, as we reach around and go over towards the Indiana, Ohio area where we've got a fair amount of corn trials uh, looking really good under irrigation, had some good early uh, vigor out of that corn that we had that extra protection on and feel good about having that protection now where where the yield, is of utmost importance uh, with what we've got uh, for marketing ability here for this fall. So, uh, look good to uh, you know have this tool available here. You know this is all kind of priming for that 2023 season. What we're looking at here, and. Uh, we got some visuals here at our booth here at you guys' field days here for tomorrow, and would ask us, you know everybody to come by and take a look at that. Uh, what what we can do below ground on building a better plant, so when you put the additional
1: inputs forth, uh, you're going to have that higher yield that you need. It, is it just me, or does it seem like there are more nematodes out there? Are people just talking about it more? Are we finding more? Why why is there so much publicity on this?
8: I think we're getting you know we're getting more awareness because uh, you know as we're trying to continue to raise that yield plateau, uh, you know nematodes as as a whole won't kill the crop but it definitely nibbles away at that high end yield potential yep. and so what we want to be able to do is is take that uh, detriment detrimental way so when we're adding additional inputs in that that we have that maximum yield potential for the varieties that you're planting. I think uh, you know the positioning of what we've done so far with our uh, with our traits and stuff in soybeans, uh, we may or may not have the packages we want in, in those soybeans, and it's nice having uh, that Tranemco option regardless of what uh, what varieties you're planting. And in corn, having that additional protection that may not be available in some areas, uh, being able to put that on the seed and, and having the ability to uh, control those uh, live nematode pressures that you're going to have in corn.
1: Yeah, with Ag PhD, we do research in a number of different states, and this is the, one of the bigger questions here over the last few years, especially from the high yield corn producers and the high yield soybean producers, because just like you say, I, I mean, you even nibbling away a little bit. Well, to somebody who's trying to get record yields, it's hard when that last. 3% or 5% or 10% goes.
8: Yeah. And what we'll see at the, you know, at our, at our booth here tomorrow is the ability for us to to have a protected root system. Uh, we don't have that nibbling issue and, and we're not vectoring any kind of a disease into the root system yep. or having having that kind of pressure later on. So uh, feel good about that. And one of the things about our product that's a, it's a seed treatment product is that there's no rescue for that. I mean, if you if you don't yeah. go ahead and plan for that early and use that tool, uh, that we don't have anything foliar that we can come back and rescue the plant with. So. so a big question a lot of people have, is it chemical? Is it biological? What is Trunemco? Uh, at this point, uh, the EPA is uh, registering this as chemistry-based for our label expansion. Currently, we're labeled on corn, cotton, and soybeans. And for the label expansion, we got to go through the the same regimen as all chemistry, and uh, we're looking at expanding on other, other uh, crops as far as vegetable cropping and uh, maybe even expanding in the potato wheat market, those type of things. So that, that's what EPA recognizes it as. The, the way the product actually works is the cis-jasmon component of Ternemco starts working when that plant germinates. And then the, the MBI 600 of the Bacillus uh colonizes around the root as that plant grows. So it's, uh, it's one of the you know, first nematode products that protects as soon as that plant germinates. So, We've
1: got about 30 seconds left here, Jeff, but just
8: talk to us real quick about Precinct about Precinct. Precinct's a mefenoxam offering from New Farm. It's a brand new offering for us. Uh, it's a 4.1 pound material. Um, what it's going to do is going to give us a chance to uh, give us a little bit more shelf life in some of the blends that we're looking at. And it's going to give us a chance to reach out in some of those crops that uh, require mefenoxam as a base um, Pythium and Phytophthora protection product.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a big upgrade in the formulation. There's no doubt about that. It looks exciting. Uh, we're talking with Jeff Kaiser here with New Farm. And yeah, you knew New Farm was doing lots of other stuff we focus a lot just on the seed treatment piece that's why you have to come to the Ag PhD field day and see all that new farms got going on hey Jeff thanks for joining us today thank you guys for your time Yep, we'll be right back after this
5: this is Stormy Fields with your weather forecast today calls for a high of 68 degrees with sunny skies and not a cloud insight
6: Planting windows can close fast, so when you need both speed and accuracy, choose John Deere. Our exact Emerge planters and precision ag technologies give you precise seed placement for uniform emergence and the efficiency you need to gain ground. See what you have to gain at johndeere.com slash gainground.
1: Your ripper is likely leaving 40% of the subsoil undisturbed. Hi, Greg Souter from 360 Yield Center. Dig behind your ripper and you'll see compacted mounds of soil left between the shanks. Traditional points just can't fracture the complete soil profile. 360 bullet ripper points are berm busters. The bullet's wide 14-inch wing shatters the full soil profile for better water infiltration and root access to nutrients. Get the full story at 360yieldcenter.com.
0: Be sure to attend the 2022 Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day isn't until the last Thursday in July, but we invite you to mark your calendars today for our biggest event ever. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we invite you to attend the Ag PhD Field Day. The reason we invite farmers from across the country and around the world to our farm each summer is to say thank you. Ag PhD TV has had a brand new episode each week for 24 years, and we've been doing a radio show almost as long as well. At this year's Ag PhD Field Day, we'll have way more equipment and equipment demonstrations than we've ever had before. We've got a lot of new technologies we'll put into our research plots on site, and we'll have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and free food and drinks all throughout the day. Please go to agphd.com to learn more, and don't forget to join us on Thursday, July 28th for the free Ag PhD Field Day.
2: It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in, and Corteva Agriscience gets that. Introducing nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us.
10: What's new from New Farm? Longbow EC Herbicide, the latest in our portfolio of versatile weed management tools, gives you another Carfentrazone option, taking aim at more than 60 broadleaf weed species. Did we mention economical? Longbow EC's low use rate makes it a flexible tank mix partner with most burned down, non selective herbicides. Ask your dealer for Longbow EC, available for
0: fall. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, and this is the last time we're going to be in the studio for a little bit because we're going to be outside at the Ag PhD Field Day tomorrow. It's coming up uh, right on our farm about 10 miles north of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and you can find all the details at agphd.com. Now, you may see the details there, but we want you to meet some of the people that are going to be at the field day and hear a little bit about what you're going to see there. So you might already start thinking about some of the questions that you've got and and things that you want to spend a little more time looking at. Uh, one of them that's kind of interesting is is all that's going on with what we call natural products and looking at uh, bacteria and fungi and other things that are out there in nature that are helping our crops and how we can understand them a little bit better and use them to our advantage. So we got Brooke Bissinger on with us right now with AgBiome. Brooke, thanks for joining us.
11: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. you got a lot of stuff to talk about, and and we think about AgBiome, and I know we've had uh, a few guests from AgBiome on our show uh, over the last few years. What makes AgBiome a little bit different out there in the ag space? Because we found your company to be quite unique.
11: Sure. So the... We are a company that develops and discovers and commercializes products based on the crop microbiome. So what we're doing is we're looking at all the microbes associated with crops, and then we're bringing them back to the laboratory, isolating them. And what really differentiates us is we've got this big collection of microbes. We fully sequence their genomes, and this lets us go in and choose the best microbes so that we can quickly develop crops or crop protection products for growers.
0: Well, it's neat. We've gotten a chance to work with Howler now uh, for, gosh, I want to say three years at least. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. And that's been really interesting. Talk to us about Howler Fungicide and what's different about that one and where it's
11: getting used right now. Sure. So Howler Fungicide is our first fungicide product. It is the first product that is a Pseudomonas chlororaphis, so it's a unique product.
0: Easy it's for you to say.
11: Exactly. I've <laughs> practiced a couple of <laughs> times. Uh, It does have a different mode of action than any of the other microbial products that are out on the market. We mainly are using it in specialty crops, but it also has a really nice fit for sugar beets here in the Dakotas. So that's a great fit for growers out here.
0: Yeah, we've got some sugar beets and, and other crops at the field day, so it's kind of it's fun when we get to, to actually see some of those things right up close. Okay, so you've got a new fungicide. Uh, can you talk about Thea just a little bit? Is that one that's, uh, that's all approved now?
11: It is approved. We've got it EPA approved. We've got the state approvals coming in. This is one that is very near and dear to my heart because it's the product that I'm managing. It's a unique strain of Bacillus subtilis, and it came from our screening platform that I mentioned, We have over 500 different bacillus subtilis in our collection, but with the ability to go in and look at all the genes that are present and and discover the ones that really have the activity that we're looking for from a genomic standpoint, we're able to identify Thea as the best in our collection and then develop that and bring it to market.
0: All right, I'm going to bring up a, a not so friendly term that gets used about this segment of a market. Oh man, that just sounds like snake oil. There's no way that can work. Man, you listen to Brooke talk for two seconds and you realize, my goodness, this is an actual scientist who knows what she's talking about here. How do these biological products work? How how are they able to overcome what's out there? Because you think about just a handful of soil and the billions of living things in there, it's it's pretty impressive.
11: Yeah, I think the key really is in. Knowing where to look, and that's what we've been able to do at AgBiome. We've got that technology available to us now. So once you find these microbes, we know that the ones that, that work are producing different enzymes. They're out competing other microbes. Uh, they break down the cell walls of microbes. So there's lots of different modes of action in how they work, and that's basically what we're doing at AgBiome.
0: Okay. Now, I, I know we've gotten a chance to work with Howler, and one of the things that, that the folks at AgBiome have said is, look, this can be used in complement with— some of the chemistry solutions that you're using for different things. How, how does that work? And I assume that means a lot more testing for you as well.
11: It does mean a lot of more testing, but you're right. It does. It's complementary to the synthetic actives that are out there. So this is not just a product that should be used in organic farms. We're mainly seeing it used in conventional farms. So you can rotate it in tank mixes, uh, it can go into tank mixes, and it can go into a grower's standard program. So we make sure that it's a good fit and it's got that tank mix compatibility.
0: I love having these unique modes of action, different modes of action that microbial solutions can can bring. And we're talking about Howler and the new Thea fungicide that's uh, just recently approved by the EPA. They're all coming from AgBiome, and we've got Brooke Bissinger with us here and also at the field day tomorrow. So please stop at the AgBiome biome area. Talk to Brooke, talk to the other specialists there from Biome about just how this segment works because it is very, very exciting. Brooke, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on. Thanks for having us. All right. uh, We got our friend Chad Henderson on here with Extreme Ag as well. Chad, you were just eating that up. Listen to it thinking, man, I might have some more products I got to try. Oh man, I'm
4: I'm in right there. I just wanted to spell it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know some of these uh, some of these strains are. Oh my goodness, it's it's long words, no yep. doubt about that. Yep. Uh, so so how's it going, Chad? I guess you you know we we talked about uh, the crop report from across the country. How are things looking on your, way, uh, on your way up here, and how are things looking down in the south?
4: Well, you know we've been dry, man. It's been hot, um, and I know it's been hot all across the country, you know. But uh, we went through a dry spell there that was that was almost three weeks long. You know and we always say you know i do i said i'm three days away from a drought much less three weeks so it, it's been pretty rough i've got the first corn i planted the real early corn it was one rain away from making a good average crop so it's gonna be cut short uh then there's some the middle age corn if it's not in irrigation it's rough and then the late corn i had some corn i got 300 acres insurance done looked at and they're talking about a zero it didn't even tassel wow so it's just all according to plant date, you know, and maturity, you know, which plays a lot to it. But it's, it's just been rough down there. Well, now, you, know,
0: you know, spreading your risk out, that's something that you talk about a lot, Chad. And you talk about uh, just being a student out there in the fields, trying to learn what you can. So here you go. you got a tough year. I'm sure that's something you're sharing with the other folks in Extreme Ag. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's it. I mean, it's, it's all about give and take. And, you know, this is this is normal. I mean, this is farming this is you know this is what we go through every year you know in some parts of the country you know the american farmers gonna gonna go through this and we just all grin and bear it and we we move along you know but we learn something from it you know we keep talking about pay attention guys pay attention pay attention because you'll learn something you know we learn more in good years as we do in bad years as well all
1: right so what are your big two or three lessons you've learned so far this year
4: well you know on on the irrigate let's flip, let's just jump over to the irrigated side here you know i've obviously got more sunlight than i've ever gotten and since 2012 well y'all remember 2012 yep yep but uh oh you know, yeah we do that's that's what we're where our sunlight is i mean we're we're loaded up with it so we just keep pushing and we're learning more about finishing a crop you know taking it to the end you know what's the fourth quarter you know you look at a ball game you see everybody hold their fingers up the fourth quarter well, you know, when we talk about some of these fungicide action, that's fourth quarter. What else can we do? What other tank mixes can we do? You know, so that's that's some of the stuff we've been focusing on. Stress mitigation. Been huge for us, you know. Y'all have talked about the last three to four years really focusing on stress mitigation. So playing a lot with, a lot of that as well.
1: All right, talking about that stress mitigation mm-hmm. and you talk about how dry you are, what has stood out to you where you say, okay, I did this and now my crop appears to be doing better despite the dry weather?
4: Well, what, what we need to learn is how long some of these products last, and how to fit them into your program without making another pass. You know, we got a herbicide program. Yep. Then can we slide in there and do an early fungicide program, just like what she was talking about. You know, and maybe using a product like that instead of a instead of a bigger product or a different product, and then coming in and waiting to brown silk, getting yep. some to cares from V ten, V eight, V nine, V ten, and looking at those windows to apply the stress mitigation pieces because we're looking at that two to three week you know, stress window that we're protecting.
0: Yeah, I know tomorrow at the Ag PhD field, they've got a number of the guys from Extreme Ag they will be speaking in different tents. we got Chad Henderson here in studio. And I was talking to a farmer in northern North Dakota who, who is an Extreme Ag member, and he said, he said, you know, he goes, man, I really like all the guys, but I really hit it off with Chad Henderson. And I'm like, Chad Henderson? He farms in Alabama. You're in North Dakota. How does that work? And he's like, no, no, no. We're raising the same crops. We're fighting some of the same battles in the soil and he goes it's just been really interesting to get another opinion uh do you talk to guys just all over chad
4: i do you know me and you take Drake, jake droge you know the droge family farms up there you know it's amazing me and jake spent several years together and he, y'all it's amazing to look at tissue samples from somebody in michigan and look at t- tissue samples from somebody in alabama and look at the yields we make and the way that these things go hand in hand you're like good grief we're fighting the same things all the time you know
0: yeah, it sure is. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons that a lot of people like coming to our, our field day, just to talk to folks from different parts of the country, talk to some of these guys uh, like the Extreme Ag guys, and Chad Henderson's been kind enough to be on our show today. Uh, Chad, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Good to see you again. Yep. Good, good to be here, guys. All right. We'll be talking a little bit more about what you'll see at the Ag PhD Field Day when we come back right after this. Stay tuned.
10: If we only had 20 words to talk about AgBiome, we would say we are agricultural innovators focused on unlocking the power of the microbial world to deliver unique, effective crop protection solutions. If we only had five words, we'd say learn more at AgBiome.com.
4: With superior materials, craftsmanship, and best-in-class warranty, a Morton machine storage or workshop is built to stand the test of time. To learn how we can help you expand your farm operation, visit MortonBuildings.com.
0: Be sure to attend the 2022 Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day isn't until the last Thursday in July, but we invite you to mark your calendars today for our biggest event ever. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we invite you to attend the Ag PhD Field Day. The reason we invite farmers from across the country and around the world to our farm each summer is to say thank you. Ag PhD TV has had a brand new episode each week for 24 years, and we've been doing a radio show almost as long as well. At this year's Ag PhD Field Day, we'll have way more equipment and equipment demonstrations than we've ever had before. We've got a lot of new technologies we'll put into our research plots on site, and we'll have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and free food and drinks all throughout the day. Please go to agphd.com to learn more. And don't forget to join us on Thursday, July 28th for the free Ag PhD Field Day.
3: It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus rewards. Visit mybayerplus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details.
6: When I step on someone's farm, I feel like I've already walked a mile in their shoes. I spend spring on the tractor and fall in the combine. I see the excitement in my kids' eyes on our farm, but worry if there's enough of it for all of them. I make sure everything Case IH makes meets the challenges farmers face, because I face them too. My name is Ryan, I am a farmer, and I work at Case IH.
0: Case IH, built by farmers. The Ag PhD field day is coming up tomorrow right on our farm just north of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You're listening to Ag PhD radio today. We're inside at the Morton studio, but tomorrow we will be outside at the field day and looking forward to it. There's so much to see. Uh, we talked a lot about the things that we're seeing in the crops, but there's a lot of great equipment, too, that's helping us get all these things done. We've got Tanner Schultz with us right now with ETS. That's the Soil Warrior guys. Uh, Tanner, thanks for joining us.
12: You bet! It's great to be back at uh, Field Day two thousand twenty two. Weather's well, beautiful out there.
0: All right, I wanna I wanna throw a couple things at you. First of all, uh, I I look at uh, ag social media and I see strip till going on in onions and different crops that I've never seen it before. This thing's really growing, isn't it?
12: It is. Um, as far as our brand and our uh, our equipment, we're seeing a lot of people use the machine for somewhat unconventional ideas compared to past you know uses. Um, I have some gentlemen out in Washington State that will be strip tilling for onions. Uh, we have some other people in upstate New York that are doing uh, marigolds. Things like that, and you know, again, the conventional uses are still a very, very good way to go. But again, these guys are looking towards other options and other ways to use that uh, piece of equipment.
0: Well, and the geography too. I know when Brian and I started strip tilling here, a lot of guys said, "Ah, that's just for you guys in the Midwest." And uh, but now we see it in the Pacific Northwest, and and really all across the country. It's not just a regional thing.
12: No, not at all. Um, and again, each each region has its benefits for, you know, certainly controlling input cost across is a benefit for all strip till. Um, Specifically that northwest region, they're under a lot of water restrictions and a lot of, you know, a lot of gallons of pivot irrigation go out. And if they can look to save some of that water, um, you know, again, that's money in their pocket.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about what's new. Uh, I know that's one of the reasons a lot of folks come to the Ag PhD Field Day every year because they're like, man, there's so much new stuff each year. What's going on with ETS? Well, again,
12: um, we're we're happy to be displaying our 4530 SXD um, dry machine. That's going to be the yellow one on the east end of the grounds. Uh, again, dry fertilizer application, uh, variable rate with two tanks, five ton per tank. Um, we got a number of accessories on there, including our uh, active implement steer, our new row cleaner design, uh, both options of our rolling baskets, and a couple different row unit configurations on that. That one also is going to carry our Swickham brand rate controller, which is a soil isobus control module. Uh, Not only do we we use that rate control to control fertilizer rates on the machine, but we also use a lot of the uh, auxiliary drivers and drill nodes to control machine functions. Um, To the west of that, uh, we're happy to have our 12-row edge system here, which is a mounted-style toolbar system, uh, which does carry the edge-row unit system, which is a convertible roll unit system. Um, it's going to have some of those same accessories that are present on the large machine there, uh, including the rolling baskets and roll cleaners, but it is going to be a convertible roll unit. So, so many times within this industry, not uh, not one tool always fits the bill. So, by converting a roll unit that can carry a coulter knife combination along with that triple coulter system that's been so successful for us in the past, um, you know, it it is a very, very uh, versatile machine for a lot of applications. And now that toolbar can be employed with either a, a Montague style or Salford style pull behind cart. A lot of guys, I had a guy up uh, in North Dakota that has a old flexicoil behind it. So again, it's, it provides people the avenue to use some of their existing equipment to get into that strip till market just a little bit cheaper with a little less stuff.
0: Yeah, I like the sound of that, and that has been one of the the holdups that some guys have said, man, it's a big investment that I'm making, and if I can utilize some of the equipment I've already got as part of this, that's that's kind of exciting. And the idea of that convertible row unit, I, I talk about planter units a lot the same way that, man, you got these row cleaners, but uh, wouldn't it work a little better if you had, in the very dry conditions, something different, or in the very wet conditions, something a little bit different? Uh, when you when you think about that, uh, there, there are a lot of different ways that you can do strip tail. Brian talks about, man, in the fall, sometimes I want to have a knife and I want to go deep. And other times we really like what the coulters are doing for us. So I like having some of those different alternatives. Uh, It's one of the things that you'll see at the Ag PhD field. They stop in the Environmental Tillage Systems booth, the ETS booth, uh, visit with folks like Tanner Schultz to see what's new and what you can do in your situation on your farm. Tanner, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on.
12: Thanks for having us, guys.
0: Yeah, the equipment options, I don't know that we've ever had, well, I'm certain we haven't ever had this many things at the Ag PhD Field Day. It's, it's really interesting to see. And then also the cool part is we do have a ride and drive area. So for a lot of the equipment that we've got at the Field Day site, if you want to try it out, if you want to get in the cab and, and pull some of these things around a little bit and just see what, what, uh, what there is to know, uh, there's experts here and you can get the opportunity to do that as well. Hey, Darren, I know we've been getting some
1: questions about the field day, so let's get to the Ag PhD mailbag.
0: It's the mailbag! All right, I got this one uh, from Barb, and Barb says, My husband went to your field day a couple years ago, and he said you had some events planned for uh, wives that maybe didn't want to ride in the tractors or walk through the field plots. Uh, Have you got some other things going on for for women, for kids, for families, etc.?
1: Well, yes, we do. Alternative entertainment, we call it. But we've got a polka band. we got a kids' area. We have an air show. we got free food and drinks throughout the day. And then there are a number of guest speakers. Let's call them more entertainers as opposed to ag educators or anything. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot State of stuff. planning, and, yeah, these types of things, yep, farm safety. Yep, exactly. And beyond that, even if you don't want to ride in a tractor or look at the research plots or anything else, just driving around or walking around a little bit it's really neat i and and here's a unique thing too for every other farm show there is they try to be on major highways and they're trying to get as much publicity as they can from just anybody Um, We don't want any of that. So we're actually on a gravel road a mile and a half off the highway. Now, granted, the gravel road's really good. But the point is, people that are driving in the highway, city people, they don't even know this is going on. And so you go over a hill and you go, whoa, here's this massive field day thing that we have. It's, I mean, it's just, it's a really neat and very unique setting.
0: All right. Got a question that came in from Russell, and he said, guys, I know that you rent golf carts up there on site. Uh, I got some different needs. Is it possible that I bring my own golf cart?
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. You can certainly do that. Now, we're just going to always tell you, please use extreme care. (laughs) But yes, you can bring your own golf cart if you would like to. I I would say this, though for what it costs to rent a golf cart, as opposed to if you have to bring a trailer and you think about the price of fuel anymore and the hassle of all that, I
0: don't know why you would want to do that, but you certainly can if you would like to. Okay, I got this one from Jacob. He said, I'm a little nervous. I heard Brian talking about manure application and silage. This sounds like uh, there could be some challenges up there. Uh, are you actually going to be applying manure?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, and it, it, Actually, I'm really disappointed because we were going to have equipment running that would apply manure and we were going to inject just water into the ground, but couldn't get a tractor. I'm like, what are you talking about? we got a million tractors around here. But no, they needed something. uh, They they needed the right thing to go with this, and it just didn't work out. So that's one thing we were hoping to do. We won't be able to, but we are cutting silage. And I'm certainly hoping next year we'll be injecting water, not manure, just the equipment that would put put the manure in the ground.
0: Okay. Uh, Another question. Uh, New traits out there. You talk about you'll have different traits at your field day. Which Which traits specifically are you looking at?
1: Pretty much anything that there is. So Boy, right off the top of my head, I Amy think Fleck, about Smart, sorghum. Smart Stacks sm- Pro for corn and list. So power
0: core enlist for corn. Yeah, and it's it's a number of different crops too. And yep. that yeah, I, I know what you mean. I kinda of stumped just off the top of my head yeah, thinking are, about all of them too. But we've got every trait that's out there, I believe, in soybeans yep. and corn for sure. But then some of these new traits that are coming, like you mentioned the sorghum giving different weed control options, that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, we have different traits for Rice,
0: sunflowers. Uh, uh, yeah, I, so, Sunflowers, it, yeah. I'm trying to think how many. we got so many crops this year. It's yep, we got a lot of stuff. Let's leave it anyway, with that. anyway, yes, uh, you will see the new traits, and you'll certainly see some new product launches on the equipment side too. I know there's some of the equipment that uh, when you see it come in, the guys are like, nope, forget you saw that, forget you saw that. We aren't, you aren't going to see it until the field day. It's coming out at a new launch. Uh, so we weren't able to show some of those in the uh, before the field day uh, lead up here, the previews, but you definitely will see that tomorrow. Okay, so the Ag PhD field day starts bright and early at 7 a.m. It's supposed to be in the 50s in the morning here and then warming up into the upper 70s tomorrow afternoon. So it should be just beautiful weather. Uh, We start at 7 a.m. We run until 4 o'clock and you can find all the other details at agphd.com. Well, thanks for listening to our program today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.